This episode of Muff Movies is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muffed Movies Contagion Part 2. Contagion Episode 2 Infection. The world has begun to fall under the spell of the deadly big virus, which is never named in the film, but we have decided to call it the big virus. Dr. Orantes uh, wanders the world <laughs> trying to trace the, 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 the spread of the virus, while the, the villainous Dr. Hexadol <laughs> attempts to create a vaccine to combat it, and everyone else just kind of moofles around in contagion. Smash wipe! San Francisco! Toot toot! Well, I'm just Dr. Sussman. Um, uh, that was some pretty good virus work I did back there in my building. And uh, I guess I'm just going to walk back to my car man, unobstructed. Man on the dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum, me love. What, 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 what? Dr. Sussman turns around. Behind him is nothing. He turns back forward. Boom. And he sees. Oh, the snaggle tooth of Alan Crumweedy, professional blogger. <laughs> That's right, me love. But what are you doing here, you, you uh, internet harlequin? I'm getting the down low. This'll make... Hang on. Let me get... Hey, come back here with my voice! Crumweedy <laughs> chases a dog down the street. There we go, me love. Now, Mr. Sussman. That's uh, me, Dr. Sussman. I uh, study viruses. I'm here getting the, uh, the lowdown. For me blog, get me Tumblr up to date, yeah? You got Godzilla in there, you got King Kong in there, huh? And you're keeping it all to yourself. Not letting the common man know how to take take care of themselves. You'll be all safe behind, behind uh, big thick castle walls, huh? Now, uh, Mr. Crumweedy, I say this out of respect. I myself have a, a very strong social media presence. So, uh, from one content creator to another, uh, <clears throat> you don't have all the facts. And, uh, some of these diseases that I deal with, uh, well, if the public knew about them, uh, we'd have pandemonium in the streets. So, uh, they're not weapons, they're just, uh, freaks of nature. Uh, God hates us, and, uh, that's why I believe he's punishing us. The people his, deserve... Uh, I can't keep up. The people deserve... I can't... Hold on. You know what, uh, uh, Alan, Mr. Crumweedy, would you please touch me, me on the second. shoulder? Oh. Touch me on the shoulder. I believe that we will swap consciousnesses. <laughs> no, because it's not guaranteed that I can do your voice either. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when you... Oh, nope. There it is. Yeah, Just this worked... Burning. This worked much oh, better. Right. Thank oh, you, right. Dr. Sussman. So what I'm trying to say, me love, is all I think you got biological weapons and there's a conspiracy with Big Pharma. So how about an interview, eh, old no, sussy no, old boy? The only conspiracy I'm in with a Big Pharma is a gentleman that I am going to drive to without my wife's knowledge and spend an evening of carnal pleasure with him uh, in the backwoods of northern Wisconsin. And that's all I have oh. to say to you, Mr. Crumweedy. 
Rats. Some rats carry off Alan Crumweedy. <laughs> Hooray! Say day seven. Yes, day seven. Isn't it a beautiful day seven? Well, it's certainly day seven. <laughs> Dr. Cheever. The CDC. Uh, oh, uh, didn't see you there, CDC. <laughs> well, I don't know why you didn't see me. It's in my name. Anyway, get in my body. It's time to go to work. Okay, Dr. Cheever is (laughs) swallowed by the giant mascot that is the CDC. He walks down into its its, uh, hermetically sealed belly. Uh, As he walks into the lobby, he is suddenly set upon by several G-men government suits from the Department of Homeland Security, led by none other than Dennis... French. Uh, Dr. Cheever, I presume. Uh, yeah, I'm Dr. Cheever. Uh, may I ask who's calling? You may not. Upon uh, me? Hey, listen, my friend, uh, who is also here with me, uh, call back the men who are going to Dr. Cheever's house, as we have found him. No problem, boss. Uh, attention all government goons. We yeah. got Cheever. Oh, hey, we got Chiva. We don't need to go to his house and bust it up or nothing. Oh, it's too late. We're already here. We'll be drinking milk, boss. We ain't got to come back already, do we? Yeah, you got to come back because Dennis French is going to be mad and shit. Oh, gabagool. Over and out. <laughs> uh, Dennis French lays hands upon Dr. Cheever <clears throat> and spirits him away to the operations center. Per the request of hey, uh, Rear Admiral Haggerty. Hello, it's me, uh, Rear Admiral Haggerty. Uh, Smash no, Cat Operations Center. <laughs> no jokes, please. Uh... <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Ellis Cheevers, head of the CDC. Rear Admiral Haggerty, why did you why did you bring me down here to this clandestine operations center? I've got work to do on this super virus. Ellis, uh, has anyone ever told you that uh, you're a real uh, high achiever? No, what? Uh, okay, look, I'm not a comedian. I think it would be funny if they did that. I would uh, like you to implement that immediately. French? Yes, monsieur. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'd like you to uh, uh, refer to this doctor from now on as Dr. High Achiever, and go ahead and spread that among the boys, will you? Uh, too sweet. Now, Dr. High Achiever, uh, we need to ask you a question. Do you think that this disease uh, so-called... Do you think this is some kind of a... Who do you think sent this? The Ruskies? What? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Give us the lowdown. This thing, this ain't no normal <laughs> disease. Who's, who's doing it? Is it uh, uh, the, 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 the Chinamen? Huh? Uh, the Afghanis? Uh, who is it? Where'd this come from? All right, you got me. I'll write down the name of the person that made this disease on this napkin and pass it to you. Dr. Cheever scribbles <laughs> on the napkin. He passes it over across the table to Rear Admiral Haggerty. Haggerty looks at it. It just says G-D. G-D. <laughs> What's this supposed to mean? What's this supposed to mean, Cheevers? It means, Cheevers slams his hands on the conference table. <laughs> There's no need to weaponize the bird flu! Do you understand <laughs> the words that are coming out of my mouth, Theo? <laughs> you don't need to weaponize the bird the flu. 
Sorry about that. She first turns off an episode of Cosby versus Cosby on his cell phone. <laughs> but uh, that episode is uh, strangely pertinent to our situation. Yeah, uh, nobody made it. This is uh, all natural, organic, good for the environment. So uh, don't blame China. Stop blame chi- blaming China all the time. I'm going to figure out a way to blame China. So help me God, I'm going to figure out a way to blame China. Your Admiral Haggerty's fist clenches until his knuckles turn white. White knuckles at night. <laughs> Sailor's all right. <laughs> oh, it's that nurse's sack. <laughs> I got enough cold liver oil for doomsday. Smash cards. Minneapolis, Minneapolis office, the company where Beth Ermhoff worked. We see Dr. Mears standing in a semicircle with Beth's co-workers around her. But I didn't uh, I didn't really know all that well, um, except at one time when we were at a party, uh, and uh, she came up to me, and uh, she, uh, she said to me, she said, um, great party. And, and I, um, well, I didn't really say anything at the time, but then when I got home, I, I, uh, I said to myself in the mirror, I said, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of great people here. So that was nine months ago. Well, that's um, very interesting, Dr. Mears, but didn't you want to ask us any questions about our relationship with Beth? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we go down the line here? Yeah, you, you, you over here, when did you last see Beth M. Hoff? Personally, if well, I could uh, bet my own off, I'd never leave the house, but uh, <laughs> enough about me. Why don't you go ahead? If we're not counting email correspondence, I uh, I did shake hands with Beth Emhoff, uh my first day on the job, and that was 1975. Am I sick? Uh, okay, no, I think uh, we're in the clear in that case, so you can go home. Uh, all, oh, right, all right, uh, right down the line, right about here. What's What's your name? My name, my name. That's right. Seems like you should have been able to answer that one right away. Tony Frogs. You shouldn't have pimped me into being the doctor, because now, now I'm going to turn it right back around. Yeah, what? Turn. But I didn't say anything about pimp. Tony the Frog it is. Tony Frogs. Wait a minute. Beth rips open the trench coat in front of her and 20 frogs spill out. Oh no, we've been made. Yeah, quickly, brothers, to the lake. <laughs> a uh, a fake mustache spins in midair and falls to the ground on the crumpled trench coat as the frogs scatter in all directions. Well, all no, right, that's true. Down. <laughs> that makes I things much easier. I was dating him. <laughs> What's up? What's your name? My name's Eustace. Eustace, and you're a woman. Uh, obviously. <laughs> What are you? Uh, I'm, I'm also a woman. I'm a doctor. Okay, well, yeah, as a doctor, you should have noticed I was a woman right away. Look at my pink <laughs> gloves. I apologize, and I did pat you all on the genitals when I entered the room. As a matter of protocol, you understand. Uh, now, when did you come into contact with, uh, with Miss M. Hoff last? We're both in a pilot's class, but she ditched the last one, so I guess three weeks ago. Uh, that was the last time you saw her. Was she at the class? No, I said she ditched it, you dumb bitch. Uh, it sounds like neither of you have uh, much class. Uh, <laughs> now, I was told there were going to be four people here. Uh, where's Aaron Barnes? Oh, Aaron, he's doing a sickie. 
he uh he picked Beth up from the airport and gave he picked her up from the airport yeah he picked her up from the airport in his poorly ventilated car I don't see what the problem is oh no give me his go ahead and give me his phone number right away okay who even uses the phone anymore Eustace jots down the number it seems like you're not entirely Eustace yeah, if I was, I could, could never leave the house. <laughs> Smash cut <laughs> to a bus. Uh, those of you that have never seen a bus before, it's sort of like a, a big, long uh, car, almost. Think about like a cross okay, so between a car and a uh, sort of like an airplane without wings. I don't know, Mark. What I want you to do right now is, you know, the um, kind of uh, uppercut that Ryu does in Street Fighter 2 when, uh, when he does his uppercut punch? Yep. So, like, make, make your arm into kind of an uppercut motion that Ryu does, and then straighten it out, like, directly in front of you, perpendicular with the ground, and that's kind of the general shape that a bus is, but it's made out of metal. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot more helpful. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no. Yeah, you know too. what? You know what? Think of... What? Do you know those little um, creatures that live on the bottom of the ocean, and they're shaped like stars? Gremlins. No, 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 no. Uh... Kremlins. Yes, Kremlins. Think of the Kremlin, no. but smaller. Andy, I know it's starfish. Yeah, it's starfish. Okay, um, so picture one of those. Yep. Make it bigger. Okay. And um, instead of having five of those things, make it just one of those things. Okay. And that's basically a bus. That's what we're talking about here. So picture that while we're... Holy shit, what is this, the Avengers? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Um, we see, uh, side, pop out, side note, bloop, the actor who plays Barnes, the sick guy on the bus, spoilers, is a man named Dan Aho, and I was in an improv group with him, like, years ago, and we both acted together in Breakfast Club the Musical. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, oh, Mark, so, ooh, sorry, looks like you dropped it's, something. It's, that's me touching Hollywood. Looks like you, uh, dropped something here, Mark. What is it? It's a name. <laughs> What's in a name? Says John Proctor. Uh, uh, Mark's friend, Barnes. <laughs> uh, so Dan Aho, <laughs> super sick, ad play, uh, assuming the role of Barnes in this instance. He's just like sweating. It's hard for him to stay on the seat because he keeps squicking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, rattling around, sort of squidging around in the inside of the bus like a peeled banana inside a two-liter bottle of Coke. Oh, boy. What an image. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello. Is this Aaron Barnes? This is, this is the very same. This is uh, Dr. Mears. Uh, Mr. Barnes, uh, I, I've got... Uh, I've, I've got to call you in for questioning. First of all, are are you sick? Bloop, 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 <laughs> Barnes, like, star mans out of the bus, <laughs> shooting off in outer space. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. This is a live one. C call the government. We're going to have a long day. Click. Uh Mears leans over and grabs a butterfly net and races out of the CDC. Smash cut.
Hospital. It's Mitch again. Oh, baby, it's Mitch. And he is just sick and tired of being quarantined. Across an interview table inside his isolation room is Dr. Mears again. She's got like the special mask. You know that special mask that doesn't let the virus through? She's got one of those on and an old-fashioned notebook. Yeah, she's got a plague doctor mask. That's what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. She's got a Dottore Renaissance plague doctor mask. The beak is stuffed with various herbs that it will help protect her from the humors. And her steampunk goggles are screwed on airtight. Yeah, you just got to imagine that all the medical personnel through the rest of the movie are wearing that. Because we can't call it out every single time it happens. But basically that's... We may that. as well let you go. I was saying that's basically the costuming that you can think of for the rest of the movie. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. That sounds good. Now, well, now Mitch, uh, I can understand that you're very upset here. Yes, I'm incredibly upset. Can't you see the frown on my face? Mm. Now, be careful. You've only got two of those left. (laughs) Yes. Soon (laughs) I shall have you soon. You, uh, now, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to get personal here, but i got to ask you about your wife's uh, travels, because from what I can tell, she uh, she got around quite a bit, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, I don't know what you're implying. She went to Hong Kong. Uh, that's right. She went to Hong Kong. She came back. Uh, she stopped by in Chicago for a little while. Uh, was there for several hours. Uh, Wait. Uh, should, should what go? Uh, yes, it seems that she uh, changed her flight so that she would have a six-hour layover in, uh, in in Chicago. Now, if you ask me, six hours is more than I ever need. In fact, I, I don't know what I'd do with that uh, with that amount of time. Uh, but uh, but for some people, I understand it's very uh, thrilling. <laughs> Mitch imagines a long and painful music video <laughs> <laughs> featuring Beth and John just porking it. Now, can you tell me, uh, and I, I, I hesitate to say this, I'm going to put it as easily I can, uh, but uh, before you and your wife got together, was there anyone that she was uh, porking on the regs, uh, you might say? Yes, there was one guy. He lived in Chicago. Why what? do you ask? Is there someone sick in Chicago? Well, of course, I'm not allowed to say whether or not uh, anyone in Chicago... Uh, was it the legendary layer of pipe, John Neal? <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to say <laughs> anything about John Neal, uh, not John Neal. Um, but uh, <laughs> Doctor Mears looks over Mitch's shoulder into the other room, where a TV mounted on the wall is showing the news. The newscaster is reporting that John Neal, legendary layer of pipe, has died. <laughs> Uh, she leaps across the desk and covers Mitch's eyes. <laughs> Nothing I can neither confirm nor deny. All right. She gives uh, him a small kiss on the nose. Ooh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I, you seem to be immune, so we're releasing you today. Oh, thank goodness. Hey, this means my daughter is immune too, right? Uh, no, no, no. That's not at all how it works. No, 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 no. If what? anything, she might be more susceptible. God. Damn it! <laughs> Smash wipe! CDC again. <laughs> now, Mr. Cheever, I have created for you a computer-aided image. Uh, the best that 2011 can provide. Take a look over here. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Hexadol. Um, 
you know, I, I should, as the leader of the CDC, know what all these squiggles and colors are, but it you're just flying through it. I don't know what this means. Could you maybe sum up for me what's happening? I'm not a computer guy. I'm two feet tall. Mr. Chiba, first of all, I'm going to put you up in this booster seat so that you can see Ooh. over the desk. There we uh, are. Thank you. There you go, my dear. Now, as we both know, disease is caused by demons and premarital sex. This particular <laughs> one... Dr. Hextall brings up a, uh, stirs the uh, surface of a cauldron in which are various visual aids that she's brought with her. As you can see, yeah, what we have is a combination of bat and pig, and it looks something like this. And we see the two words bat and pig combine to spell big. Tom <laughs> Hanks's face appears behind it, shimmers, and then fades into nothingness. Pretty good, eh? That's <laughs> wow. Is that teaching JavaScript? myself PowerPoint. No, no, no. It's all all PowerPoint. You can do amazing. Most people don't know how to use it. Anyway, my point is, Dr. Chiba, it is still mutating. Anyone who has already been sick even still runs the risk of reinfection. Don't you find that terribly delicious? It is insidious. And you know what? As an achiever, Dr. Cheever says, looking around to see if any government workers <laughs> will notice his attempt. One of the uh, government mooks standing right outside the door gives him a solemn thumbs up and cracks his knuckles. All right. Um, <clears throat> I happen to believe that uh, this disease has gotten too dangerous. We need to elevate it. The only people who are allowed to research it or do any work whatsoever on it are BSL-4s. Uh, big, sexy ladies? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the smartest scientist we have. Everyone knows that is common knowledge. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to explain for the audience. You see, we can't just toss oh. around acronyms. Shit, you better call Dr. Sussman. He is, he's big, but he's not a sexy lady. And he's ah. not four. Very well. <laughs> Dr. Hextall uh, <laughs> twists the head off of a dove and speaks <laughs> down its neck. Sussman! Sussman! <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Doctor Doctor Sussman. Uh, I up, was Sussman. in the middle of a, a deep and dreamless sleep. What what is it, Doctor Hex at all? I need you to do something for me, Sussman, and then your oh, blood boy. debt to me will be repaid in full. Yes, my lord. What <laughs> what is it that you demand? I need you to destroy your sample of the big disease. But Doctor Hex at all, I'm so close to. Uh, uh, reproducing this disease so we can make some copies and, you know, just fuck around with them. No, Sussman. It's too hot. <laughs> too hot to handle. <laughs> a, a glyph burns into Sussman's neck. <laughs> you have defied me for the last time, Sussman. Yes, my master. Now I will call upon you in three moons. At that time, I will expect to hear that the disease has been well and truly taken care of. Do you understand? It shall be done. <laughs> Sussman's eyes roll back into his head as he collapses onto a boneless uh, heap on his bed. Blech. <laughs> Smash wipe! Montage! It's a mongage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for only me and Andy who are looking at the typo and the tiny notes. <laughs> I have a mongage uh, that uh, I use for my own personal use. It I've got to catch them all. What? 
Pokemon gauge. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Pokemon gauge to the poles. Dr. Orantes lands in the airport. She is greeted by, uh-oh, it's Mr. Lau from The Dark Knight. Remember? He was like, I'm good at calculation. The Chinese guy? Anyway, he's not that guy in this one. He's named Sun Feng, and he's a Chinese health official. Come on, Batheads, you you recognize him. I forget what Dr. Orante's voice sounds like. Um, you were doing like a generic French, but then we ran into a little a little bit of a sticky wicket with Dennis French, who you also made just a French accent. Oh no, there so, is plenty of room for two. You know, I, I think a Dr. Orantes could be any kind of a French person. No, I don't think we can do that. I think that is a very bad idea. Okay, uh, hey, you know, just for laughs, I'll do the Chinese health official. No, that's okay. You do. I'm not you, not you, waiting you, into you, any. You do your French guy for Doctor. You do your French guy for Doctor Orantes. I'll be Sun Feng. Okay. Hello, it's uh, me, Sun Feng. Doctor Feng, your uh, your <laughs> your accent is Dr. so Feng, perfect. Your accent is uh, <laughs> is it, unexpected for the country that you are in, Senor. <laughs> no, no, I'm. <laughs> Senor Fang, no. I did not expect you to have that kind of accent. I forget how to do French. <clears throat> it is I, Dr. Rantes. Uh, show me to uh, the homes of the dead people. Okay, but right? you're, not, you're not going... Yes, I'll take you to the homes of the dead. In fact, I have a number of places to show you, but only for about two seconds each. Here. I mean, it's... It's Hong Kong. We It's pretty busy. We don't have a lot of time. Haha, <laughs> it's the biggest little city on earth is what we like to call it. Sun Feng runs one finger down Dr. Orantis' cheek. Here are the homes of some of the dead people. Do you want to take any swabs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> As Dr. Orantes walks through the apartment buildings, she grabs pigeons and stuffs them into her trench coat. <laughs> Too late. Quick, over here. We don't have time. Sun Fang pulls the backdrop like sideways and it rolls on a track revealing the next scene <laughs> like an 1800s play. In 2011, Hong Kong is basically uh, loaded in like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They've gotten very uh, creative with their use of space over there. Yeah, look at this. Here are pictures of the earliest known virus characters. Aren't they gross? Yeah. Bleh, too late. Get here, join this video conference. Now, put your hand inside okay. this uh, this bowl of eyeballs. Mm, doesn't feel weird? What? Yes, it does feel weird. Oh, no, it's just peeled grapes. I got you. <laughs> Good one. Um, okay, this has been a real whirlwind of a uh, 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 fact-finding mission. <clears throat> what I'm gleaning here, something, is that uh, <laughs> you're giving me something to talk about. <laughs> okay, never mind. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> were you paying attention to any... Do we have to go through everything again then? Because you were just I, sitting I, on that joke I, the whole time? I was really constructing it for a long time. Could you could you just tell me where the virus has an outbreak in, in China and we'll just go from there? Oh, sure. Uh, in fact, it's right over there! Something oh! points <laughs> at a cloud of virus rampaging down the street. Smash right. Knock, knock. The CDC. No, uh, no, you did it wrong. Knock, knock, CDC. Uh, who's, who's there? We certainly are. <laughs> oh, boy. 
I don't like this new artificial intelligence <laughs> smart building that they've been constructing for the CDC headquarters. I'm Dr. Cheever. I'm not a comedian. Dr. Cheever walks into Dr. Hexadol's office. Oh, hello. Hexadol. <laughs> I'm Hexadol. sorry. I was, I was in a different seat. Dr. Cheever. <laughs> Hexadol refreshes as, <laughs> as the page that she was on was temporarily stuck. I was walking the planes. What can I do for you, Dr. Chiba? <clears throat> Dr. Hexadol, um, <clears throat> I got a text, which is new technology, from Dr. Sussman. It's a picture of him and a bunch of new disease that he successfully grew in a fetal bat lung. Um, he's holding up both his middle fingers saying, suck it, CDC. I'm, I'm just a BSL-3. This is not, uh, appropriate. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Cheever falls over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I forgot that the room was filled with a poison gas of my own device. Yeah, Dr. It's Cheever. It's so dense. That the gas just goes down to the floor first, so Cheever is susceptible at two feet, but Hextall, being eight feet tall and somewhat reptilian, is immune. Hextall uh, closes her gills and vents the room uh, and slaps Dr. Cheever gently on the face. Oh, mother. I shall see to Sussman, Cheever. Uh, you, uh, go do damage control. And uh, this also means that we can start making, uh, start trying to make Out. a vaccine. Oh. oh, okay. Dr. Cheever spits out, <laughs> spits out her fingers that he was chewing on. Say, Isaac, what's the difference between a man and a parking spot? Well, it costs a lot less to put your car into a man. Day 12. <laughs> All right, me love. It's the outdoors park in San Francisco. It's rainy, and two men have met on a bench. Hey, it's San Francisco, baby. What, what is it that you wanted to see me about today, my dear? My old China? <clears throat> we see a hedge fund guy sitting on a bench opposite Ooh. Alan Crumweedy. Uh, Mr. Crumweedy, uh, as a That's hedge fund... As a hedge fund guy, I'm very concerned about making money, you know, regardless of the context historically, even if we're in an epidemic. So, um, what kind of information can you feed me about, uh, stuff to invest in? Well, I'm not supposed to talk about this, am I? I'm only supposed to tell me closest friends and associates, but if you lean in real close... I might be able to let you in on a little tip, me love. All right, let me just, uh... <laughs> the hedge fund guy extends his go-go gadget neck and stretches across the expanse to neck up against Alan. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit, uh, little bit too close, me love. Back off with about six inches there. Now listen. Oh, I, for I forgot, yeah, a social distancing. Social <laughs> distancing, isn't it? But we don't have to worry about that, you and me, do we? Because we've got a cure that they ain't telling the public about. Tell, tell. It's a little thing called Forsythia. Alan reaches into his pocket and takes out a small uh, glass bottle, which he wiggles at the hedge fund guy. It has a picture of Darth Maul on it. <laughs> Pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I know the prequels aren't great, but Darth Maul's still pretty cool. Well, let's not get into that. You know, you, 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 they're underrated. You ask me, me love. All right, let me. I will um, just write down the name of that drug, and I'll contact the Forsythia company and have them send you a couple million bucks for an endorsement. Yeah, that's that's how this works, me love, for certain. <laughs> Yeah, I was a little unclear watching the film twice, so let's just go with this more clear-cut version. Yeah, that seems fine. Let's, we're making, to be clear, we're making this up. I'm going to have a bunch of people buy it, and you're going to give me a bunch of money to do so. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. All we're right, really muffin as we go along. I just um, made that word up. If I could muff as I went along, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> says, says a fed who's listening on a microphone. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Smash wipe. Back or, to the goddamn hospital. You told me I was going to get out of this hospital days ago. In fact, I thought that I did get out of this hospital much earlier. And yet here I still you know am. Uh, hi, uh, Dr. Mears here. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I was just dicking you around. Um, you're free to go. Oh, look, there's your daughter, Jory. Away! Hello! Mears turns on her heel and walks into the closet as though it's another room. <laughs> uh, hello, Dr. Mears. Come out of... Dr. Mears? Hey, Dodd, it's me, your daughter, Jory. Yeah, hi, Jory. I'm glad to see hey, you're Dodd. still okay. Let's get out of here. They're telling me that yeah. you're not necessarily immune, so we're getting you home and I'm locking you up big time. Oh, jeez, this is like Sweeney Todd, like my favorite Johnny Depp movie. Uh, where, you know, um, like, Professor Snape locks that, like, girl up in her room all the time, and then, like, she meets a handsome sailor, and he sings to her, and then they get out of the room, and then they cast. Uh, yeah, it's exactly like that, hon. I'm kind of like Sweeney Todd, I guess, in this scenario, so, uh... I'm really sick! (laughs) Whoa! And I am... I'm also really sick! (laughs) Imagine there's about ten of each of us! (laughs) What a waiting room. (laughs) Get out of here, polio. (laughs) Uh, Mitch and Joy fight their way through the crowd of infected. Uh, There's fast infected and slow infected. And and all around them, people are pushing and hacking. They walk through the front doors of the hospital and look at each other as if to say, Oh no, what now? (laughs) They both shrug. (laughs) And go their separate ways. Smash cut. Mitch's house. Mitch Mitch and Jory both walk into frame as though their separate ways were like two gigantic equal circles that went back to the same room of the house. They took different routes. Uh, They both, one went counterclockwise around Minneapolis and the other one went clockwise. Mm -hmm. Hey, Um, Jory. Oh my god, Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. It's, It's my like Handsome boyfriend, Andrew. Knock, knock. Let me in. Okay. Jory touches the doorknob. Ah! Her hand (laughs) is singed like she's some sort of a wet bandit. (laughs) Mitch uh, takes the uh, barbecue heater and uh, replaces it back on the doorknob. No, no, no. You're not leaving the house until this all blows over. Andrew. Andrew. What is it, man? Now you shoo and don't come away, Andrew. We're in deep what? quarantine around here. Well, I brought flowers for your like dead wife and son or whatever. Well, you're Can't gonna you have let to let me in. 
No, you're going to have to take those away with you, Andrew. We can't take that kind of risk. Flowers can't get sick. They're just like objects. Well, that's pretty deep, Andrew. <laughs> Mitch stops and tries to think back to his seventh grade life science course. Can plants get sick? Oh boy, what a what a real conundrum, I mean. All right now, kids. Um, today we're gonna cover plants. <laughs> Mitch's seventh grade teacher takes a long pull from a flask. <laughs> He reach, <laughs> reaches over with an indifferent hand and turns on the VHS copy of Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> uh, we come back to the present. Uh, no, no can do, Andrew. I've got, I, I, I don't know much about plants, but I do know the bad news. All right, whatever. I'm going to go, like, like, spray paint... Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Andrew smashes the azaleas, the Iggy Azalea, <laughs> and runs off petulantly. Smash wipe! Hotel room, Hong Kong. We see Dr. Arantes watching security camera footage uh, of a casino, watching Beth Emhoff moving through a casino in Macau. She blows on a businessman's dice. She... <laughs> Tosses several poker chips into her mouth. She, <laughs> she sits giggling on a roulette wheel and spins around like a child. <laughs> what would you like for Christmas? <laughs> stop. Stop. Right there. You see? Yeah. You see? This is transmission right there. Anyone else who uses this roulette wheel afterward will find it to be very stinky. Well done, Dr. Arantes. <laughs> You solved my little riddle. <laughs> Wait a minute. This was a riddle? No, just kidding. Oh, okay. Smash one. Say, Lyle. Yeah, Floyd. Do you know the thing that drives me crazy about my wife? Is that she's my wife. Lyle. Day 14. Smash cut. Hotel room again. Minneapolis hotel room. Doctor, we see Doctor Mears. Kate Winslet. Anyone? <laughs> uh, wake up. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. And suddenly, she is coughing up a strum. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Doctor Mears. <laughs> what? What? Who? What? How can this be? Who are you? Oh, it's just me. In life, I was known as the child named. Clark, but now in death, I'm the specter of disease here to claim you for my own. No, I can't be sick. I can't be sick. Dr. Mears sticks a thermometer in her armpit. Does she? No, she sticks it in her mouth. Oh. But I just, I just learned recently that many people stick the thermometer in the armpit instead of in the mouth. Does that because, work? Um, yeah, except you have to add a degree to the result. So it's not, I mean, not technically accurate. Um, well, if but you ask me, they're passing up a golden opportunity. To stick it in themselves. Mm, give me an excuse. I'm always trying to figure out if I got a fever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, old-timey mercury thermometers um, could sometimes be dangerous in the mouth. So um, people in certain countries would stick them under the armpit instead. Yeah. Speaking of dangerous in the mouth, 
Hi. <laughs> we- welcome to the, um, uh, oh, uh, get oh, out of here, Dr. Neal. It's a phone call. <laughs> Hello, welcome I- to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> May I take your order? <laughs> Hi, this is Doctor. This is Doctor Mears. Uh, I'm afraid that I've caught the big disease, as we're calling it. Um, uh, could you uh, please afraid, put me? I'm afraid that you've caught my eye, Doctor Mears. Are you the guest who's staying in room seventeen? Yes, I need to talk to uh, Doctor Cheever at the CDC to tell him I can't finish my work. Mm, I'd be happy to put you right through to him. And speaking of things that I'd be happy to put right through you, I'm wondering if you are expecting to be bedridden for the <coughs> future. Look, I, I, I appreciate the attention. Um, Lord knows it's been a while, but uh, I, I just, I can't, I, I, I am essentially very sick. I am bedridden. So please just put me through to Dr. Cheever's. Speaking of bedridden, um, being ridden in a bed is something that I don't um, expect that I would mind too terribly much. Dr. Cheever, it was that you wanted to speak to? Yes, please. I have very little time left. And who might I tell him is calling? Uh, Dr. Mears. Mm, that's music, mu- music to my Mears. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? I'm just going to die quick. <laughs> Smash wipe. To, uh, boring old Dr. Arantes back in Hong Kong watching camera footage of the goddamn casino in Macau. She sees Beth calling John Neal, famous dick artist, to schedule their rendezvous delecto. He doesn't like to be called a dick artist because that makes it sound like he draws pictures of dick. He is a, <laughs> he is a self-described notorious layer of pipe. He's a Picasso. <laughs> Very good. Pretty good. Um, Beth leaves her phone behind at the bar, and a Ukrainian businesswoman licks it, then returns it to her. Look, oh, man. right there. Stop. Who? Who is? Uh, shoot the imposter. <laughs> oh, you've sold my riddle. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, just kidding. Smash wipe. <laughs> Uh, Sun Feng uh, looks uh, suspiciously over Dr. Arante's shoulder as she pours over further security footage. Sun Feng doodles a picture of the American flag, but it's like an anthropomorphic American flag with like legs and arms, and it's hoarding a box of vaccines and turning its back on China. <laughs> Frowning. <laughs> Smash wipe! It's a highway to hell. Sun Fang drives Dr. Arantes. Don't worry, uh, we're just going to the <laughs> airport. What's that? The driver's pulling the car over, Dr. Arantes. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, go, go with it. Oh no, why are you pulling the car over? I agree that everything <laughs> is very fa- Oh, oh no, a gunfire. <laughs> a hop squad jumps out of a car next to theirs, grabs Dr. Arantes, and puts her in a Chinese murder van. But is this where are we going? You'll find out when we get to the village where I grew up. Oh shit! I spilled the beans. Anyway, <laughs> smash cut. The uh, a car trip throughout the countryside. Sun Feng turns left, then right, then left. We go deeper into the the, the woods. We must be getting miles and miles from anywhere. Behold, 
Dr. Arantes whips the blindfold... Wait. <laughs> Dr. Arantes whips the blindfold off of somebody. <laughs> Over this road trip, I have grown so close to you. I thought you'd like to come home to your home village where you grew up, where everyone has been killed by the virus except just a few remaining. Oh my, what a pleasant surprise, Dr. Orantes. Thank you so much. But I'm afraid yes. I cannot allow you to leave. Oh? Orantes? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Why? Why would you want to keep little old me, W-H-O, executive shit, um, <laughs> like the head shit in charge over the winter, uh, here in this little village? Because... As long as you're here, we'll be first in line for the cure. <laughs> Excuse me, I believe I'm the head shit in charge over the winter. <laughs> Wait, how did you... Were you in the trunk the whole time? I died in the trunk. I'm a go-go. <laughs> oh no, the specter of disease. Sun Feng puts on a uh, plague doctor mask and bundles Dr. Orantes into the one of the few remaining buildings uh, in his village. He slams oh, the door behind her. Perhaps... For the last time? Smash Cut CDC. It's not for the last time. I just, I mean, spoiler alert, we don't see anything else from this plot line until not the dog. end of the movie. It's so yeah. weird. It feels either like there was much more, or they were like, wait, let's talk about how this affects people who aren't in the West. And just, like, tacked on a little bit extra. Yeah, this whole movie feels like they were like, we got these six cool plot lines, but not quite enough time for all of them. So should we get rid of a couple? And then they're like, no, tell you what, let's just not do any of them for real. <laughs> I wonder if this movie was a book, and I'm not going to look it up, so fuck you. Yeah, I'm not interested. Hey, fuck you, listener. If you're looking yeah. it up on Google right now, why don't you go fuck yourself instead? Yeah, why don't you go and Google how to fuck self and then do those steps on instructables.com. Yeah, listener, why don't you uh, go on TikTok and see if anybody's made a video that's like seven seconds long so you can get to fucking yourself as quickly as possible, you piece of shit. <laughs> hey, wait, is there a TikTok video that's uh, that helps you fuck yourself? I don't know. Why, why Ask you for a friend. Why doesn't our listener uh, tell you? Our one listener. They're the expert. Hi, Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan. Thanks for the support over the years. It's going to be Here so, we go. so weird when Dan listens to this and it's like, he, me? Dan's going to be driving and like, <gasps> his heart his heart will seize up. Oh, God, grab, we killed him. He'll grab his chest and his car will go careening off the, the uh, turnpike in Omaha. What do you want to say to him? Because this is probably his last moments right now. He's watching his own blood drip onto the dashboard. I want to say, can I say it as Barack Obama? Yeah. Okay. Dan, you've been a great friend to the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Good night, three prince. <laughs> <laughs>